This is episode 58 of season three of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Katie will be sharing her race recap from the Run the Bluegrass Half Marathon. And I'm Katie, and this is season three of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Yes, or just running a 5K at all would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I am so happy to be back with you girls tonight after taking, I don't know how many weeks off, too many, but we're back and it's springtime, it's April, and I'm dying to hear what you girls have been up to. So, Megan, how are things going down in Florida? Um, they're crazy currently. I am I moved to North Carolina in 69 days. You you are moving in 69 days? Yes. Okay, so June like 13th. as soon as school's out. Yes. <laughs> okay. The weekend after school lets out. I, like the first cuz I have to go the we get out of Friday. I have to go the Monday the very next weekend I move. And you already have, um... No. Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of kind of options, but, uh, the person I'm moving in with, my boyfriend, is just like, it'll be fine. We'll figure something out. Okay. My dad's like, it'll be fine. We'll figure something out. I'm like, so, ah! My first question was, you already have a place to stay. I was just trying to figure out how to word it. Thankfully, that's taken care of. There will always be places to stay, whether I'll be happy. (laughs) Like, my dad has a room open. Okay. So if it comes down to it, I can stay with my dad. So you're just trying to get the hell out of Florida. Yeah, yeah. I just need... (laughs) Yes. And, um, which has been complicated by other personal stuff anyway. And then um, boyfriend Marshall's house caught on fire on the outside last weekend. So he doesn't even currently have, like, a real place to stay oh my goodness yeah so we're both kind of like freaking out um because i mean is there, he's okay yeah we were out of town we were at um up in virginia at the nascar race and the only the outside got damaged besides smoke damage the whole inside of the house smells like chemical smoke so he didn't lose anything other than like you a know. place to stay right <laughs> Because they pulled the power because it has to be investigated by the fire inspector and a main water line was burned. And so there's no water and no power. And there won't be for four to six weeks. And by then it'll be about two weeks before I move. So he's been staying. His best friend's parents have like a basement apartment. And that's where he's been staying. But, you know, it's not home whenever you're at somebody else's place. Yeah. And for the people to come fix the house everything has to be out of the inside of the house because they won't touch personal belongings so So. a mess all the way around yeah everything's been a mess but um i mean i I understand it's being investigated does he have any thoughts on what caused it the fire inspector they said when they came and checked it out they think it was a cigarette like somebody because it happened right outside the front porch so like somebody's neighbor cigarette his roommate was there and she had just left 
So they're thinking like she smoked a cigarette before she left and then tossed it to the side and it caught the outside of the house on fire. Jeez. Oh. Oh, yeah, so it's a mess. Luckily, insurance will, they're coming to fix it, but like it said, it takes four to six weeks. They're, the outside is pretty damaged. So, but teaching looks kind of good. North Carolina is probably the worst state to teach in. But oh, no. Worse than Florida? <laughs> yes, actually, um, they don't have a county teachers union like Florida does. Hmm. Actually, Welcome Texas, to my world. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting into uh, similar to what Katie, it's really probably similar to what you deal with in South Carolina, Katie. Um, Texas actually comes to recruit to North Carolina and people mm-hmm. leave North Carolina and move to Texas to teach. Who wants because to go it's to better? Texas? People in North Carolina, apparently, because it's so much better in Texas. Wow. Okay. So if that doesn't tell you something about teaching in North Carolina, that people would rather move to Houston, then, yeah. Okay. But they are desperately looking for special education teachers. Good. I guess. I, yeah, I can't find out until they don't even post positions until May 11th, so I'm not behind on that. So just when I move up in June, I'll be meeting with recruiters and everything. Um, so anything else been going on since we last talked? How's school going? Um, we're getting into testing and I found out out of the next four weeks of teaching, I will miss 12 total days for testing and not counting any days I do for makeup. And there are like 40 days of school left and I will miss 12 for teaching. What do you mean by miss 12? Like you're not going to be teaching. I won't be teaching. I will be out of my classroom testing kids instead. And that's bad. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's 12 days the kids still have to be there, but you don't get to do anything with them. So it's almost like wasted time in your classroom because you're not going to be giving instruction to your kids. Right. The thing is, I'm lucky because I co-teach, so my other teachers will be giving instruction. But it also means that my other teachers are dependent on giving instruction by themselves when there's used to being two teachers in the room. So that comes with its own barrel of fun. Yeah. So that's lovely. 12 days, wow. I have a bachelorette party in two weeks for my sister. Wait. My stepsister, the one who's getting married at the end of May. Not not the one who just got married. No, uh, my other sister. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be fun. <laughs> and then there's a pressure's on Megan. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, actually pressure's off because they're married and they both want babies, so that means nobody bothers me about babies. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're married and want babies. Okay. So nobody asks me, "Hey, Megan, when are you going to get pregnant?" cuz they have other people to ask. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. <laughs> well, congratulations for your um, to your stepsister. That's cool. Yeah, she's with a good guy, and it'll be a fun wedding and everything. Great. So, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. It's just um, running-wise, yeah, that's been, um, like, I think four times since the podcast. Oh, we'll get to that. Break. Okay. <laughs> So, you know. But but overall you are you're good. Like you're Yeah, doing good. overall I'm good. 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 I'm I'm glad to hear it and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about the exciting new developments in your life. 
That's yes. really cool. Awesome. So, Katie, how about you? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, boy. Okay. Um... <laughs> Well, pretty much my life is the same stuff, just a different day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So nothing really very new or exciting that I can talk about. And there's nothing that I'm not talking about. There's nothing there. Yeah, I worded that kind of strangely. (laughs) But there's just nothing really new. Um, But been doing a little bit of running. Of course, we've been dealing with crazy winter down here. I know you guys had Mm. a heck of a winter, Sue. But we had cold weather as well and lots of delays. Only out of school one day this year for snow and ice, where compared to six days out last year, was much Yay. better because you have to make up days for delays. Woohoo! That was like my motto to the kids when they're like, maybe we'll be gone tomorrow. I'm like, no. <laughs> you want to be here. You can sleep in, but you want to come so you don't have to make it up. Uh, so we only missed one, days for the, one day for the cold weather. But... With it being really a a cold and long, miserable winter, I did a lot of my running and training for the half marathon that I just did indoors. So that was a little bit of a change. Um, I've been on spring break this week, which has been awesome. Uh, Really just have enjoyed myself this week. Of course, I've been in Kentucky for most of it and then came back down here and just tried to get some stuff done around the house that, you know, you put off because you don't have time necessarily during the work week. So things like carpet cleaning and closet organization and clean out and all the stuff nobody really wants to do, I've been able to get done this week kind of in preparation for the nice weather and wanting to be outside more and upcoming travel plans, that kind of stuff. So um, work is okay. It's, uh, you know, there there's certain things that I think we've all kind of complained about mm-hmm. <laughs> on the podcast before that we're not really the biggest fans of and um, a lot of changes that they're trying to kind of implement into the school that I work at for next year, turning it into a different kind of academy rather than just kind of the main base public school the way it is now. And they're doing that really to compete with not necessarily charter schools because my county doesn't have a whole lot of charter schools, but they do institute different academies. So you've got things like the Scholars Academy and Early College and the Academy for Technology and Academics. And so it's basically a way to try to compete with these other schools that take kids away from our attendance zone. So they want to try to find ways to like make it more exciting and fun for kids to stay here rather than to go away to one of the academies. So it's still going to be a public school. They're just making it more like an academy. Exactly, because all the academies are public schools. They're all run by Horry County Schools, um, which it, it sounds a lot more confusing, I think, than it actually is. Yeah, no. It, be- because the kids apply and they have to get accepted, but it is still all run by the Horry County Public Schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, the ATA the Academy for Technology and Academics, they have a lot of programs where kids can graduate with their associate's degree at the same time that they graduate with their high school diploma. So if they want to do something like 
firefighting or cosmetology or food preparation and culinary science, they can get their associate's degree in those areas, graduate high school, and go right into their desired field of work. So they get their degree while they're in high school. Exactly. Wow. Then got other academies that are more geared, like the Scholars Academy, that pretty much takes the creme de la creme from all of your base schools. So the kids that are taking all of the AP courses, the kids that score the highest on all of the tests and exams, those are all then taken away because they go to the Scholars Academy, which means our median test scores go down because the kids who score super, super high no longer attend our school. They go to the Scholars Academy. Which reflects poorly on you as a teacher. Bingo! And loses federal funding because a lot of your funding is based upon test scores. Uh. Yeah. So they're trying to find ways to keep more kids at the home base school rather than them wanting to attend one of these academies that's also run by the same school board. Um so that that way they can keep those test scores up, show improvement in the test scores, kind of improve morale. Since our new administration has taken over four years ago, morale's really kind of gone down the toilet just because they do some very unconventional things and communication is really bad. (laughs) So So it um, sounds like it's just a competition for money, which isn't what it should be considering it's a public school. Exactly. Exactly. And and I know that a lot of the times, especially in public school systems, you always kind of have that grass is greener mentality. Uh, but having talked to so many different people, because this is my fourth year at that school, and really having never taught full time at another school, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm just being naive and maybe other schools are as disorganized unorganized and just completely you know flying by the seat of your pants but there's such a high turnover rate in faculty and staff here that I get the opportunity to talk to so many different people who have Mm -hmm. taught in different school systems all over the country and they're like no this is not normal (laughs) (laughs) so um, I am definitely looking for uh, another job I did last summer too. The yeah. thing is, the school districts that I'd like to get into are really competitive because they're good school districts. Right. <laughs> and I'm not somebody who can move without having things lined up. So, yeah. like, Megan, when you were saying, oh, you know, it'll figure itself out, <laughs> and you're screaming on the inside, that would be me not only screaming on the outside, uh, <laughs> but the inside as well because I'd just be freaking out. I couldn't move without having something in place. So, Um, until I have a definite job offer somewhere else I won't be moving because as long as my contract keeps getting renewed here at least I have that steady source of income you know so there's positives and negatives there but just ready for a change and you know they they say that what is it 50% of teachers quit the profession before their fifth to sixth year of teaching. Wow. It's some kind of crazy statistics like that. And and I love my job. It's just, I think there's a better way to do it yeah. than my school is allowing me to do. Right. Because it comes so much about what looks good on paper, not necessarily what's good for the kids. Right. So that's really been the main struggle 
that I've had. They bought all the kids' tablets. We talked about that before the break. Mm -hmm. And that has been a nightmare because they actually gave the kids tablets that were recalled by Dell because they didn't work in the first place. And so now half of them don't work and they are Skyping in class and watching Netflix and um, just just a whole other can of worms that we opened and trying to be like, look how progressive we are and every child has access to technology. Well, no, you still have kids who are hanging a router outside their front door on a nail to pick up internet from McDonald's <laughs> across the road because they can't pay for internet, but you want to give them a tablet to be like, look, everyone has internet. No, they don't. So it's just very frustrating because, again, you don't want to be naive, but you just feel like there's a lot better ways to do things. And the suggestions that we as a faculty offer aren't really given any kind of consideration so I would like to take my my job talents elsewhere <laughs> so I'm kind of looking around like that but just like you said Megan nothing really gets posted until the end of May which makes it hard but we'll just we'll see what happens after that uh, really I'm just looking in Kentucky I'd like to move back to Kentucky not hometown Lexington area Fayette County Woodford County that kind of that kind of area of the bluegrass but um, that's that's really the main thing that would be considered new or exciting with me <laughs> well I hope that you find something where your talents will be better appreciated and utilized sounds like you're struggling a little bit where you are now um so I, I i hope that works out for you so um why don't i tell you girls about what i've been up to um i feel like there's been a lot but there's no way that i'm gonna get through it all so i will tell you the highlight of my um break was our um family vacation which was a road trip down the east coast down to florida we stopped in Washington, D.C. and stayed there the first night and got to show the kids the Washington um, Monument and the Lincoln Memorial and the White House. And, I mean, we weren't there for a, a whole lot of time, but it was cool to, like, show the kids, like, oh, yeah, this is our state, our, you know, country's capital and, um, you know, tell them a little bit about the history and how government works and all that. So that was really fun. And then we stayed, let's see, um, second night was in Savannah, which was awesome. Um, we stayed at the Thunderbird Inn, which is like this really cool retro hotel. Um, really cheap, but mm -hmm. still um, really kitschy and cute. And um, walked around Savannah the next day and saw like the Whistle Stop train cafe and um it's just a, such a beautiful city so i'm like still feeling like i really want to run a race in savannah sometime it's beautiful it is um and then after that we moved on to florida and we ended up staying in orlando for a few days we drove down to daytona beach one day and um took the kids to you know, we let them pick which park they wanted to go to. We couldn't really afford to go to, you know, Disney and, um, uh, what is it? Islands of Adventure. 
or Universal? There's so many parks. We just yeah. kind of decided to let them pick, and they decided to go to Universal, which was like my last choice because I went there before and I wasn't all that into it. But, <laughs> um, but I gotta say, we had so much fun there. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter was amazing. Yes. yes. <laughs> so freaking cool. And the the Gringotts Bank and that right, like that was just like I'm in the movie. It's so cool. Yes. So. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then on our way back, we stayed in um, Fayetteville, North Carolina one night. And <laughs> um, that was more like just a way over because that was like the nearest city. So it wasn't like we weren't like sightseeing or anything there. Um, and then the next night we were supposed to stay in New York City, but got caught in the last like major snowstorm <laughs> coming through <laughs> New England. And we ended up staying in Baltimore. So it was it was a little disappointing because I really wanted to show the kids a little bit about, you know, Central Park and um, FAO Schwartz and some of the sites around New York City. But but we had a great meal in Baltimore. Oh, my God. They put crab in everything. And <laughs> yes, I have been on keto since October and I had one cheat meal on New Year's Eve and then our family vacation. That was where I really went <laughs> off keto. I mean, I was I was probably keto like seventy percent of the time, but the other thirty percent of the time, I was all up in that crab dip. So <laughs> that was awesome. The food was so good. It made me really, really irritable, which I was not expecting, like mood swings. And of course, probably that's also affected by um, fifty hours in the car with your family. <laughs> but, oh sure. Um, and driving through a snowstorm also gets tense. So. We were ready for the trip to be over at that point, and we um, headed home the next day, and that was our family vacation. It was nine days on the road and visiting different areas and enjoying warm weather while we could, although the warmest it got down in Florida was like maybe upper 60s, low 70s while we were there, and that was one day. out of the three days that we spent there the one day that we went to universal it was like 40 degrees which granted was still warmer than it was back home so yes so you managed to come on our one uh cold snap of the year yeah well it was cold everywhere that that week because back home it was um in the negatives so we were happy that we weren't here at least so um but that was that was our vacation and it was great and yeah it's been a pretty brutal winter up here we've gotten more snow than we have as far as i know being alive here um and it's been colder than ever and i was talking to my friend brie about it and i was just like you know this winter's been brutal she's like yeah but every winter's brutal here and i'm like yeah but this one's been especially brutal like record snowfalls and record freezing temperatures it's it's been kind of ridiculous and you know what I'm not, you know, I actually made my peace with the fact that I wasn't running this winter. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't too distraught about it. I wasn't miserable every day that I wasn't running because I was freaking cold all the time. So, so that was my break. And speaking of running, I am looking forward to hearing what you girls have been up to and um, moving along to Katie's race recap after that. Are you girls ready to talk about running? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Megan, you said you haven't been doing too much in the way of running. Um, Have you had any? I mean, you've had some runs, right? 
Yeah, I've had two or three. I mean, not anything um, really to go really be excited about. But just because of being busy and I wasn't training for anything. So the race that you were thinking about doing in April, you're not committed to No, that. that should have been yesterday. Okay. And you didn't do that? No, I didn't. And I um, probably won't have another race until September, October, at least. I might have a couple of 5Ks, but nothing bigger than that until at least the fall, mm-hmm. just with moving and everything. And so, but at work, we did recently start like a workout group. Two of the other girls I work with are trying to lose weight. So we started doing Insanity T25 as a workout group after school every day. Okay. And that's helped a lot. So I've been doing that for about two or three weeks now. Nice. How's it going? It's ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. I think we were doing the podcast when, or it might have been right before we started doing the podcast when I did Insanity the first time. Do you remember you talking about doing Insanity before? So then maybe we had just started it. Okay. Um, But T25 is like you're trying to take an hour of Insanity and putting it into 25 minutes. Oh. And isn't it already insane to begin with? Yeah, but like you don't get breaks or anything. And the only good thing is that it's only 25 minutes. So by the time you're about ready to give up because it just sucks and has been sucking for so long, there's like three minutes left and it's over. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. So it's just, okay, I made it through. But it's working a lot of muscles and I can still tell that my hip flexors are tight and my hamstrings. So it's kind of building that strength in those weaker areas. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like you were doing insanity when you were um, doing better at your 5Ks. Maybe that was last year or the year before when you got down to like 30 minutes or something in the 5K. Yeah. Yes, I was doing insanity at the time because it requires a lot more endurance, I think, to be going for insanity like you do. So it does help running. And that's part of why I was glad we picked it back up. So I'm interested to see if you do have a 5K coming up, like how that will translate to your yeah. performance. Because, you know, ultimately we still are um, going after that sub 35K goal, right? <laughs> yes, we are. And I'm hoping to start running more too. I'm at the part of the year where it's much less stressful mm-hmm. because um, one, I have, we're really into testing and then it's the end of the year and everything evens out and on top of the fact honestly there's a lot of pressure off of me as well because I am leaving the district I already signed my resignation papers effective June 5th mm-hmm. or June 8th so I um you can slack off the rest of the year you're good not like that but <laughs> no, it's not stressful right you don't have expectations to... yes exactly because everybody knows I'm leaving awesome yeah kind of <laughs> well I'm no I'm excited for you doing the t25 and seeing how it goes for you um, I've always been nervous about those kind of programs because I'm just super paranoid that I'm gonna hurt myself well you know with my track history okay. the good thing is um, 
T25 especially has a modification because one of the girls who was in the original Insanity, Tanya, had a baby right before they filmed T25. Mm-hmm. So she has a ton of low impact modifications. So if you have like knee issues or you're afraid you're going to hurt yourself, she does a lot of modifications where you're still getting the benefits, but it's lower impacts. So you're not likely to hurt yourself as much. So when you're following along with the workout, you do the exercises that she does instead of yes. the other people. Yep. Cool. And you like it? I do. It's really fun and it pushes myself. I know I've been, like I've had doms afterwards, mm-hmm. like muscle soreness. So I know it's not like I'm just doing it. Awesome. And so do you have any plans for um, what you're going to do this week? Are you still just going to keep up with the insanity? Are you going to try to fit any runs in? I would like to get at least one run in and um, keeping up with the insanity. We've been doing it five days a week. So. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, but it's only 25 minutes. Yeah. No, I'm just, so. I'm impressed that you're doing it five days a week. That's a lot. So. Yeah, except for the days I went on vacation because I didn't really have access to internet or a spot to do it sure. because we were camping in a camper. And I will not lie, for my birthday, there was copious amounts of alcohol involved <laughs> slash <laughs> In Virginia, the weekend I went, it was 20 degrees with, like, 25-mile-an-hour winds. So there also was not that much outside time involved. Yeah, but T25 in 25 degrees with 25-mile-per-hour winds <laughs> would be epic. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be, like, 25 cubed, whatever that is. Megan, your birthday weekend, I think, was the same weekend that I did the half marathon, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. it was it very cold. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, yes. Happy birthday. Yeah, I turned the lovely 25. Yes. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. I was going to say we're all over the hill now, but that's not yeah. really where the hill is, is it? <laughs> Let's hope not. Like oh, only five more years until Megan's in her 30s. Aww. <laughs> wow. Oh. I'm turning 35 this year. Nice. Yeah, you're like I don't envy you. <laughs> no, I mean you're still you're still close like to thirty, you know. So that's fine. You're no, fine. I don't, Sue. I don't care. Like I felt thirty five for a long time, so it's fine <laughs> with me. I just that's what you said when I turned thirty. You're like I felt like that for a long time. Well, I've had kids, so yeah, I mean, that changes things. I've had kids since I was twenty, so I mean I felt old for a long, long time. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, it's all the same to me, but um, but happy birthday, Megan. Welcome to 25. Thank you. Yes, it's a lovely age so far. Quarter of a century. Yes. Sorry. I don't know As I like to sense. call it, I call it a quarter till dead, and people look at me. Oh, like, gosh. Oh, you plan to live till 100. That's nice. <laughs> See, most people look at me like, that's awful. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm giving myself till 100. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right. That's pretty optimistic. <laughs> I like it. So, um, as far as running goes, I think the last run I talked about on the show was in December, I want to say. It was, like, very, very early December, and I tried um, running. I did about two miles. I ran up to my friend Bree's house and was like, oh, I'm running, I'm running, it's great, I feel good, and then ran back home and then was sore afterward, and I was like, I'm not better, and decided Mm. that I'm just going to take... Um, three months off 
And so that's ultimately what I did. I hadn't run since then. And I took, in addition to running, I didn't do anything. Like I didn't do any strength training. I didn't do any yoga. I didn't do anything for, it turned out being uh, about 12 weeks that I took off completely. I made it through most of February. At the end of February, I was feeling really good except for one issue that I'll get to that I'll get into later, but I uh, was feeling good and decided to try a run, and I did, I I believe it was about one mile, and was sore afterward, and I was just like, I was really upset, I was crying afterward, I was just like, I can't believe I took almost three months off, and I'm still not better, like, really dejected and feeling like, I am never going to get better, and this is how I felt, this has been going on since July, And to not be better yet was incredibly frustrating because I have things I want to do. You know, I want to be running. I want to be training. I want to be getting stronger. I'm losing fitness. Like, I made so many gains last year speed-wise and endurance-wise and set so many PRs, and now I'm going to be back at square one again if I ever do come back, which who knows. So this is what was going through my mind. After that run in at the end of February... I believe it was after we came back from our vacation. Um, March started, and I decided to focus on um, the swimming and biking and um, strength training. So one of the issues that I'd been having was um, what I thought was related to my injury, but later discovered to be um, piriformis issue, Um, just basically tightness in my butt at night. Um, And I had dealt with that before, and with hip and glute strengthening, um, I had fixed it. So that was something that I've been basically dealing with since, I want to say, January, and never-ending. It's just been constant at night and sometimes throughout the day. Anytime I'm lying in bed a lot, I I would feel it. So, So that's been an ongoing thing, and I'm just like... What, what else do I do? I stopped doing everything and I'm in more pain than I was, you know, like in December. Like this, when I was injured, it would only hurt when I ran. And now all of a sudden I'm hurting at night for no reason and I'm not doing anything. So that was frustrating. Um, and at the time I, I didn't know that it was piriformis. So I was working on the swimming. I, w- I started biking. Um, I started doing the strength training. Um, when I started, I was swimming three or four times a week. I was biking once or twice a week. I've increased the biking since then to two or three times a week and decreased the swimming to two to three times a week. So that's a little more balanced now. Um, strength training, I have increased because I had at one point uh, a couple weeks ago decided, all right, this is not my injury. This is actually piriformis syndrome because one night I did a piriformis stretch and it made it feel better. So, um, so I focused on the hip and glute strengthening and plus all my other core exercises. And I'm just like, I just want to get strong again. I can't run, but I'm going to do all my running exercises so that when I do run, I'm at least strong enough to get through it without shin splints or calf problems or IT band issues. Like I'm just going to work on um, any muscle weakness that I have. So that's what I've been doing. Um, in addition to that, I went to a yoga class with my friend Bree who is um, uh, my friend that I plan on doing the triathlon with and the training with. Um, I started taking swimming lessons um, with Bree uh, through a local university, UNH, 
and um, I also did a Reiki session. My friend Amy one day randomly invited me to go do Reiki with her, so I was like, all right, I'll try that. That was, I want to say, a week and a half ago, and it was so funny because I'd never done Reiki. I don't know if you girls have, but it's mm-hmm. some kind of, like, energy manipulation thing, <laughs> um, oh. but, I, like, even though I'd never experienced it, I understood the reasoning behind it and was totally open to it. So I get on the table and I'm lying down and she's working um, down like my right side of my body, um, basically touching different like chakras or um, certain points of my body and doing some kind of healing energy work. She went down my right side and starts coming up my left side and um, spent a lot of time on my, my left leg where my injury and also my piriformis problem has been going on. And then afterwards, she told me, she's like, you have something going on there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been injured for a long time. And she's like, yeah, there's your, I mean, your body's really blocked up there and it's trying really hard to heal itself. And I was just amazed that she picked up on that with like nothing from me, like telling her any of that. So, um, so that was really cool to me. So after that, I also started doing chiropractic. My friend Bree, who I'm um, training with, is a chiropractic doctor, and um, we started bartering cleaning services for chiropractic services. <laughs> so I started doing that a couple weeks ago, and in the last two weeks, I have done the Reiki, I've been doing the chiropractic, and I've been upping the hip and glute strengthening. And this week on Wednesday, it was April 1st, I was like, you know what, I'm feeling good. I just want to try a run. It was a beautiful day. It was like upper 60s, almost 70 degrees that day and ridiculously warm considering how brutal it's been, like all the way up until April. So I'm like, you know what, I just want to go and and test it. And I was planning on waiting another 12 weeks before running again. But I, I actually went four weeks since my last run, and I'm like, I'm just going to try it. If I'm still injured, I'm still injured, and I'll go another four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. So I tried to run, and I felt good. And afterward, I still felt good. I didn't feel any pain walking Yay! home or any pain the rest of the day. And I was really, really happy. Oh, and my piriformis had disappeared in the week leading up to that run. Um, so all of the hip and glute strengthening, I mean, it may not have been the strengthening. It could have been the Reiki. <laughs> it could have been the, um, chiropractic. I don't know, but the piriformis syndrome, no more issues with that. So, um, in addition to that, I was with everything good that's been going on. I'm just feeling like, you know what? I had a good run. I'm, I'm not, at this point, I'm like, all right, it went it went really good, and I'm not having any symptoms, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> so the next day, I go out, and I'm like, I'm going to try another run <laughs> and see. So um, that was Thursday, and I did a little over a mile that time, and every run that I've had before where I've had problems was any time I ran over a mile. And the greater the distance, the more severe the symptoms. So I'm like, I'll try a little bit further. So I did a mile, and that was after my swim on Thursday, and um, felt good, actually really good. And so Friday came, and I'm like, I'm going to run again. (laughs) 
Because of the, my logic here is like, I know I shouldn't be running every, like, I feel like I should probably rest it and be safe. But at the same time, like, if I'm not fully healed, I want to know now, you know, I don't want to wait a couple of days and find out. I want to wait. I want to know now if I'm healed or not. Right. So I went out on Friday and I did a mile and a half. No problems. And the awesome thing about Friday's run, which I realized is like, I've been on keto since October I um, had some cheat meals on February vacation, but since then got back on the wagon. I've lost another probably 10 pounds since we've recorded, and I'm very close to my goal weight and, like, fitness that I feel like I was where I need to be. And so I was really expecting to have really slow, hard runs and walking breaks, but it was not like that at all. Um, I just felt like I could run forever. Like, I feel like I'm at my aerobic zone, which right now is, like, 12-minute miles, um, and so it's a lot better than I expected. So Friday's run was good, and then yesterday I went out, and I decided I'm just going to do a mile because I was hoping to maybe do two today. Um, so yesterday when I went, it was a little tougher. I took a different route that started out with a hill, um, and so I feel felt like I pushed myself a little bit more, but I still didn't at any time want to walk. Um, I did the mile and then still no problems afterward. And so today I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for two. So I went out today and I did two miles and felt amazing and ran a faster pace than I did any other run this week. Um, I just, I feel like I'm fat adapted now. Um, and I feel like I'm healed and I'm, I still, like, I still can't believe it, because I wasn't ready to be back yet. I mean, I was ready, but I wasn't expecting to be back yet, and I'm hoping that it keeps up, and I don't know if I'm going to continue running every day as a streak, but right now it's like, I really miss running, and I want to, and I'm being safe about doing short distances, so, so that's where I am. I'm just so happy to be running again and also swimming and biking which are great and I'll talk more about those in the future but um, I'm really getting into the swimming and learning to swim Um, it's harder than I thought (laughs) like a Mm -hmm. lot harder yep (laughs) Um, but I'm improving a lot when I first started I could only do like 25 yards and I was struggling to do 25 yards and now I can do 150 without rest So, like, in just the month that I've been swimming, um, the progress has been huge. So, I'm excited about it. I'm really, really slow. (laughs) Really, really slow. Um, But I've been just trying to keep it all aerobic, which is what I need to do right now because I'm not actually training. I'm just base building. And then the biking is ridiculous. I am so slow. I actually went out and bought a cheap road bike so that I would have something that was a little faster than my mountain bike, but it's only like one mile per hour faster than what I was riding before. Hey, that's Um, one extra mile. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, It's not quite what I want it to be, but that's all right. And I'm I'm not enjoying the biking yet. I'm (laughs) wanting to enjoy it. Um, My butt doesn't hurt as much now. (laughs) <laughs> which it did when it fir- when I first started, which is good. But yeah, that's like my, my least favorite. It's hard to get bikes in each week when that's the last thing that I want to do. But but it, it's it, it'll I'll do it. <laughs> I'll get it done. 
So that's it. And then, oh, the only other thing I wanted to say, which has nothing to do with training of, at all, but um, Megan, you were talking about your sisters having babies, and um, I wanted to bring it up at the time, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I just uh, found out, like, last week that my, my brother's having a baby. Like, his girlfriend is pregnant, and they're going to have a baby, and I'm just so excited about that. So I just wanted Aww. to share that. Yeah. I'm going to have a new niece or nephew, which I'm super excited about because I know my sister's not going to have any more, and I'm not having any more babies, so so this is cool. So a new baby to spoil without all of the responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be babysitting that kid anytime they want me to. Awesome. I love babies. And uh, Jeff and I talk about that all the time because we miss having babies around. And sometimes we're like, sometimes he'll be like, we should have another baby. And I'm like, no. And then sometimes I'll be like, well, we should have another baby. And then he's like, no, we just need to babysit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to babysit. We don't know any babies to sit. <laughs> well, now we will. <laughs> that way you can give them back when they start to scream. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't mind. Um, Go ahead. I was just, that's one of my most exciting things I'm looking forward to moving to North Carolina is my nephew's up there and he'll, he just turned six in December. So he's at a good age to babysit because he can tell you what he wants. Yes. You know, and he um, is pretty well knowing what he wants. So you don't have to try to figure it out, which comes with its own set of problems. Last <laughs> time I babysat him, he told me I didn't have any kid food. <laughs> Which means something heavily processed, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's the, that's the thing I like about babies. Like, I don't know, I'm not worried about them screaming and then giving them back. Like, I like to, like, be the problem solver and, like, take care of the baby and, like, hmm, does he need food? Does he need a diaper? Does he need me to love him and sing to him? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the part I miss, you know? Um but yeah, I'm excited about that. And and so that's it. I'm I'm running again. I am super happy to get back into it and build up a base. As far as this week goes, um like I said, I would like to continue to run every day as long as I'm feeling good. Um I had a little bit of um tightness in my right hamstring today and IT band. And so I rolled it out I uh, used the stick and my foam roller before my run, and then there wasn't any problems at all. So I'm just trying to listen to my body, and if I feel like something's cropping up, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna cut back because last thing I want is to be out with an injury again. So I'm gonna run what I can, and then um, try to be smart <laughs> when I need to be. So this week I plan to swim two or three times, probably swimming twice during the week and maybe a swim lesson on the weekend with my friend Bree, who we will hear from in the future. And then um, strength training at least twice a week. I've been doing everything pretty much. I mean, push-ups, pull-ups, dips, planks, all sorts of different core moves, um, and then all the hip and glute strengthening moves that I have. Like, calf raises, I, any possible thing that can prevent any injury that I could think of. And I've now started doing like shoulder exercises because I've been having like little nagging um, shoulder issues from swimming. So now I'm like, oh, now I have to do stuff for swimming, <laughs> swimming exercises too. So, um, so yeah, my um, exercise time has been increasing every week. So I'm um, trying to do at least twice a week, if not every other day 
if possible, which is what I've been trying to do. Um, and then biking, I'd like to at least get in two bike rides, preferably three. And that's it. That is my training. Katie, I'd love to hear about your training. You have been training for Run the Bluegrass. This is your third time having raced it. Yes. How has your training been going? Um, the training went pretty well. Uh, you know, of course, there's always a run or two that you kind of have to move around or you might miss here and there. But for the most part, I tried to stay really dedicated to getting in all of the runs, especially the long runs that the training plan called for. And the training plan that I was using was the same that I had used last year to prepare for Run the Bluegrass and the Kentucky Derby Festival Mini. Um, and it was the one that actually Run the Bluegrass provided through their website uh, by runner Shannon Floria, her 12-week program to kind of build up to a half marathon, which incorporated the hill work and stuff, knowing what kind of course Run the Bluegrass has. So um, the only real hurdle that I kind of had to deal with during my training and preparation for Run the Bluegrass was that awful cold weather um, that we talked about. Now, granted, we didn't have the ice and the snow, but I am a big baby. I will be the first to admit it when it comes to being cold. I don't like it. And so I did a lot of my training indoors this time. Um, I bought myself a gym membership right around Christmas time and uh, nothing fancy I just signed up to to Planet Fitness and I'll talk about that when we get to the recommends because really I know I'm going to do like my weight training and that kind of stuff at home so I just wanted access to a treadmill so that I could still get my runs in I could still get those miles in during the week even if I couldn't go outside and do it during the work week the other big challenge that I have every year, of course, is in the winter, I do mock trial and I help coach our mock trial team. So that takes up at least two, if not three days after work every week up until the end of February, beginning of March, which is, you know, the main time that you're training for Run the Bluegrass. Run the Bluegrass is always at the end of March, beginning of April. So with it getting dark so early by the time I would get done with mock trial practice I'd get home and it would be pitch black outside and I knew if I sat down you know I would not get back up so I would just come home and change and go to the gym and do a lot of my run on the treadmill and um, that provided a whole nother challenge that I wasn't really ready for I was trying to log everything into either daily mile at first or at least through um, the Nike running app that I always use but in order to do indoor runs on that on the treadmill you actually have to like hold it in your hand because it has to be on your body to pick up kind of your cadence you know yeah. your steps on the treadmill and that sucked I'm not the type of person that likes that and I didn't want to like wear my running belt on the treadmill at the gym so I ended up just always like taking pictures of um, the treadmill display at the end and then mm -hmm. going back and adding them into my Nike plus running app which was good for that but then let Daily Mile fall by the wayside so um, I'm trying to 
trying to think. I, I did get sick one time during our break. I was out of work, I think, for two, maybe three days. Uh, just the annual sinus infection allergy attack fun yeah. that comes with, with uh, being down here in the pollen and all that jazz. So that week kind of had to get rearranged and moved around. But for the most part, like I said, even though it was mostly indoor training, the training plan went well. Um, I know on our last show that we recorded our our, um, New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff, I had talked about how I wanted to get back into doing one race every month because that really helped me stay dedicated and keep me motivated. (laughs) That went out the window real quick because (laughs) in January, I had registered for the winter run that I've done for the past two years down here. Uh, But on race day, it was freezing and raining cats and dogs. And Uh, I just thought, no, not happening. If it's, (laughs) I got to interrupt you there. If it's freezing, it's not raining. (laughs) Right. That's one thing I learned in Maine. Like, if it's raining, it's not actually freezing yet, because if it's freezing, then it would be coming down as snow or um, freezing rain. <laughs> I will tell you, though, that as Southern girls, our definition of freezing... <laughs> Very different. It's not 32 degrees. Yes, yes, you are right. Yes. So it wasn't quite... 32 degrees Fahrenheit, Sue. You are correct. Above 32 um, is so warm, though. Like, I love running <laughs> in the 30s. It's so nice. No, no. It was very cold. It was in the 30s, but it was not technically freezing. Uh, but then it started raining, and I just I could not get myself to do it because of the experience I had at Run the Bluegrass last year. You know, yeah. I ended up getting drenched, and the temperature was freezing because it was sleet and freezing rain by the end of the race and I have never been colder or more miserable in my life like shivering like you see people do on the movies and I thought there's no way this is really happening (laughs) so that has kind of scarred me and prevented me from running in extreme conditions not that I was the best at it before but now (laughs) I have an excuse Um, so I haven't done any other 5k races in January or February leading up to run the bluegrass I had just been trying to stick with my training plan of getting um, as many runs as I could outside when the weather was nice but the majority of them were done on the treadmill now that did offer some positives too because of course we all know you can change the incline on treadmills um, which I had hoped would prepare me a little better <laughs> for the hills than running outside on all this flat land that I have. Sure. But a treadmill hill is much different than an actual Kentucky bluegrass hill. <laughs> I don't much, think, much different. I don't think I've ever gone above two on a treadmill for income. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I spent many, I'm sure once you put all the time together, many hours with the incline set well above two. <laughs> um, but it was, it was not the preparation I had hoped, mm. I guess, mm. for the half marathon. But I felt pretty good about my training plan. So overall, um, the running was going good, no real injuries, no real complaints. The only thing that I did start to notice, and I thought maybe this was just from running on the treadmill, 
was that the back of my legs were much tighter this training season than I had noticed in the past. And again, I kind of attributed that to running on the treadmill, running on the treadmill mostly within incline. You mean um, the um, the back of your legs, like your calves? No, more like my hamstrings. Your hamstrings. Huh. Hamstrings and glutes, yeah. They were much, much tighter this time around than I had ever really noticed before. And, um, you know, I would just try to like soak with Epsom salts in the bath and then use the stick to kind of roll them out and stretch real good. It was never something that gave me severe pain or really made me stop what I was doing. It was just noticeable Mm -hmm. to where in the past it hadn't been noticeable. And I also started eating a little bit differently during our break. Uh, I know we had talked about that on, again, the New Year's resolution show. I didn't really know if I would go keto or low carb again, but what I did do was order Nutrisystem. I just wanted to kind of see what that would do for me because I know that they try to stick a lot of that and base a lot of their meals off of the glycemic index. And um, my mom had tried it before and it worked really well for her. So I thought, well, I'll give it a shot and, and see what happens. And the biggest thing that I have come to like about Nutrisystem is everything is already planned out for you. So especially for me during the work week, it's great because I can just grab breakfast, lunch, throw it in my bag, be set while I'm at work. And I've lost about 15 pounds since January. So that's good. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy or major. You know, I've still got a few pounds to go and I'm saying few, they're very... (laughs) (laughs) very loosely uh, before I get to my goal weight, but I'm feeling better in my skin. I can tell a difference in the way my clothes fit, that kind of thing. So I've liked it. Um, I continue to do that. I just got my third shipment of the Nutrisystem food uh, this week. So, so far so good with that. I can't say that I really noticed any kind of difference in my energy levels during training for this half marathon so good um yeah I was feeling really good with what I was eating and the training plan going into preparation for run the bluegrass great um and Nutrisystem I'm not super familiar with it but it's basically clean eating whole grains that type of thing right yes lots of vegetables and and lean meat and portion control that is their thing yeah because everything already comes like you know pre-packaged or they they tell you specifically this is what you need to eat with this meal and um I found that it's really easy for me to follow because it isn't that complicated Mm -hmm. you know it's you grab a blue thing for breakfast a yellow thing for lunch (laughs) red thing for dinner so it's and then of course you mix in your veggies with that but as far as the main substance of the meals are concerned it's already there for you it's already done all you have to do is eat it so I've I've really liked the simplicity in that now some of the food the taste meh you know it's diet food what are are you really expecting there oh I bet I've been eating lots of bacon and ribeyes so yeah. I have high expectations. <laughs> I do miss that very much about keto. <laughs> the bacon and the eggs for breakfast. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I miss that a lot. But I bacon and fried eggs every day. Yeah, that, I was. Gonna, I know that's what I did when I was doing keto was bacon and eggs every breakfast. 
Um, but but this has worked out pretty well, and there's a wide variety in the food that they they give you. And I ordered mine through like a, a special they had on QVC one day, so I got it for a lot cheaper than you can get it through the Nutrisystem website, which is nice. Yes. Every penny helps. Um, so that's that's kind of what I've been doing in our downtime leading up to the race that I had last weekend. Great. I'm so happy that you found something that works for you and, and that's going to allow you to fuel your training in that way. Because th- yeah. this is the issue that I've been having. You know, I've, I've been on keto for quite a while now, and this is the longest I've ever been on it. And just this past week, I've really been wrestling with, am I going to start to add carbs in for training or not? And um, do I need them? Because... You know, during my runs, as I said, I felt like I was fat adapted and could run forever at that specific pace. But then, you know, during the week, just coming up the stairs from my house, I just, it's so much energy to just lift my leg because there's no glycogen in my muscles at all. I'm completely depleted. So I've been wrestling with like, what am I going to do now? And I still don't know. Like I I, I keep going back and forth on it. Um, And it's something that I've been talking to Brie about too because she's actually eating a similar way and we've both been trying to decide where we're going to go from here but um I'm glad that you found something that you know is working for you training wise and also to help you achieve your weight loss goals yeah so I am looking forward to hearing about your race we will move along in just a minute to your race recap and I just realized as you're talking about um that you were missing out on your 5k races I forgot to mention that one thing that I was thinking about this week is there's actually a 5k race this weekend that I'm possibly considering doing um because it's been forever since I've done a 5k and um the one that's going on this weekend is um the race where I set my sub 30 PR last year. Oh, nice. So, and I don't remember loving the course. I remember a lot of going uphill, (laughs) but at the same time, like, you know, I got to do, I'm hoping to do three miles next weekend. So why not, you know, have it be a comeback race. Um, but I haven't, I'm fully uh, committed to it yet, but I just wanted to mention that in case I am talking about a race recap next week, <laughs> and then then uh, everybody will know why. But that's the St. Um, Mary's Academy 5K that uh, is going on next weekend. So uh, why don't we move along to the race recap for Run the Bluegrass. So Katie, Run the Bluegrass. How did it go? Where, did you have torrential downpours again? Thankfully, no. No rain this year. Um, and believe me, I was checking the Weather Channel app like a crazy <laughs> person in the week. Lead, actually, 10 days out because that's the soonest you can see it, you know? Yeah. Uh, 10 days out from the race, I was just like, please, no rain. Please, no rain. The only downside was that the temperature continued to drop the entire time uh, in the uh, week leading up to the race. So every time, every morning I'd look at it, the temperature had actually gone down a couple of degrees. And I was like, you know what? Even if it's cold, as long as it's dry, I can deal with it. I'll put on more layers. I'll bundle up. At least I don't have to run in the rain again this year. In that week leading up to it, I had a million things I needed to get done because it was our final week before spring break. 
that Friday I actually have to take as a personal day so that I can drive up to Lexington, get to the expo in the day before the race. We also had a fire marshal inspection we had to prepare for at work, move our rooms around, take everything that had two plugs or two prongs on the plug out of the room and hide it. So there was a whole bunch of stuff that I was trying to get done before actually getting to leave. And um, I left on Thursday and drove to Lexington, South Carolina to stay with my old college roommate Thursday night. That way I could get up early Friday morning and the trip was much shorter for me that way. It was just about a six hour drive as opposed to eight and a half, almost nine hour drive. Um, So I stayed with him and the, the plan was actually for me to leave my two dogs there with him just for a day because I'd drive right back on Saturday after the race and get them. But he has recently adopted a third dog and the third dog did not like my two oh, girls. No. Yeah. So then that caused a whole lot of, what am I going to do? And I ended up having to drive from Lexington, South Carolina, back to my hometown of Ashland, Kentucky, and dropping off the girls at my mom and dad's house for them to watch. And then I drove on from Ashland to Lexington. So I ended up not saving myself any time at all. But I mean, there was no way really we could prepare for those circumstances. Um, They have just gone with me in the past. But the friend of mine that I always run the race with in Lexington, Kentucky, she and her husband have just bought a new house, but they don't actually move into the new house until the end of April, beginning of May. So right now they're in a one bedroom condo and (laughs) they have two dogs on top of all the stuff that they've tried to like cram into the condo. They have like a pod and a storage unit and this condo because they sold a townhome and their home to move into this new, I mean, their new house is gorgeous. They're just not there yet. So they didn't have room for me and my two dogs. So long story short, I ended up taking kind of the scenic route into Lexington, Kentucky, so that I could drop off my dogs uh, to be at home with my mom and dad for the week, not the week, for the weekend, actually, just that day. Um, And originally, my mom was like, oh, I can drive over and meet you, because it's about an hour from where the race is to where my parents live. And she's like, I'll just drive over and meet you but that ended up not working out because she needed to get some stuff done on their car because my dad and my sister were going to go see a concert that Saturday night so it was just like the perfect storm of stuff that happened to kind of cause all of this but I finally got into town about five o'clock on Friday afternoon and met up with the girlfriend of mine that is running this with me and we went straight to the expo as we're driving to the expo, it starts snowing. <gasps> yes. I mean, oh, like, no. blizzard snowing. Now, it's not um, cold enough for it to stick to anything. It wasn't cold enough for any kind of accumulation. And Lexington, Kentucky, I'm sure you guys have probably seen that on the news, too. They had a ton of snow this year. Like, 
crazy stuff that never happens they got walloped this year so they they didn't really think anything of it because it was like 36 degrees it wasn't cold enough again like I said for it to stick to anything and as soon as it touched the ground it melted but still I'm like of course of course this would happen to me you're like what is this weight stuff right yeah and I'm just like (laughs) oh my gosh it's been so long since I've driven in you know intense snow like this and we get to the expo and walk in and as we're walking in one of our friends from high school is actually walking out he's become quite the runner in the past few years as well so we stop and catch up for a for a little bit and then go in and make our way through the expo picking up our bibs and then I of course had to get the extra little sticker that marked me as not only running in this half marathon run the bluegrass but also running in the Kentucky Derby Festival Mini. Uh, The Kentucky Half Classic participants get, like, certain privileges on race day. Mm -hmm. You get, you know, like the private toilets. Yeah, I was going to say the fancy (laughs) porta potties Right, that kind of stuff. Um, So we went through all that, and then we get to the end where they give you your shirts. Well, this year, it had been a little bit of a problem for them to get the t-shirts that they ordered. I've always loved the tech shirts that they provide you with at Run the Bluegrass because they're the Nike tech shirts, really nice. But this year, they had that strike happen out on the West Coast, like in San Diego, the huge ports where all the container ships come in, you know. Well, the shirts were stuck out there. So they ended up having to order additional shirts to give us, and they went with, like, a hoodie sweatshirt. Did you like it? I did, actually, because it's something that you can wear other times, not just running, you know? The only thing that really they struggled with was the sizing, because they got, like, a woman's cut and a unisex cut and a couple different colors, and because the fit of the hoodies was so much different than the tech shirts, then they ran out of certain sizes and that kind of deal. But um, overwhelming response seemed to be that everyone really enjoyed the the hoodies that they did give us. And I was in that camp. I really liked it. I ended up going with the blue one, even though the colors of this year's race, because they always pick like a, uh, a horse to and a stable where they take like the the stable colors to represent the medal and and the t-shirts and everything for that year's race they were cardinal or like a red and yellow well that's the color of kentucky's rival louisville uh, (laughs) so i was like yeah that that's not happening i'm going with blue (laughs) (laughs) oh before i forget katie Mm -hmm. um i'm sorry about last night Oh, thank you. I've been, I've been emotionally hung over today. <laughs> I've been pulling for Kentucky the whole way. Every time anybody asks me, I'm like, Kentucky. I have a friend who pulls for Kentucky, so oh, I'm pulling for Kentucky. Yes, and thank you. I appreciate your support. It, it was an awesome season, even though it ended last night. Oh, I could, Let me just tell you, like, I had family members calling me crying. Um, people today, like, sending text messages, like, I walked home crying from the bar last night. Like, we are all in when it comes to the University of Kentucky Athletics. I promise you that. Uh, Big Blue Nation is not a joke. So, thank you. I appreciate your condolences. Kate, Katie, I want to <laughs> say that I also support your team as well although i have no idea what we are talking about right now (laughs) what sport is this 
basketball, college okay. basketball, the okay. NCAA tournament. Yeah, that makes sense. When Although I sent out a uh, a tweet to all of my kids last night, I was like, "College basketball is not to be spoken of again until next season." <laughs> just so you know, when we get back from sp- spring break, yeah. um, it was rough. It was rough. But uh, anyway, I did my part in getting the blue hoodie and not the red hoodie. <laughs> Good job. So, yeah. So um, as we continue to kind of follow the weather updates for in the morning, the temperatures just continue to go down. And it looks like it's going to be in the low 20s at the start of the race. And I'm thinking, great. You know, of course, of course, this would happen to me. But we go out, we have a nice dinner the night before the race. We watch some of the basketball games going on. Kentucky was not playing that night. They were actually playing on Saturday, but we were following the tournament get back get to sleep get up get ready and of course yes it is brutally cold outside so I had gone to the Under Armour outlet here at the beach before I left to try to get a few more pieces so that I would be warm running once I got to Kentucky and I'm glad I did I ended up wearing just one layer of the running tights the Under Armour cold the base layer uh, yes yeah the heat gear tights that I had and then I ended up having three layers on the top because of course you can always take them off if you get too hot but I promise you they all stayed on (laughs) Uh, gloves ear warmers the whole nine yards bundled up and even staying in there just for the 15 minutes in our corral before the start of the race my fingers were burning Mm -hmm. because it was just so cold outside and Jess the girl that I was running with she didn't even bring gloves because she's crazy she was oh I don't think I'll need them and then we get outside and her fingers are like blood red yeah um but anyway we ended up finding another one of our friends from high school running this race and her bib was actually personalized to say baby's third half marathon because she's like almost seven months pregnant and she was trying to run this thing yeah she had run two other half marathons uh since she had found out she was pregnant but it was like first and second month of the pregnancy so this time was much different for her she actually ended up not finishing the race they kind of swept she and her husband and her friend onto the seven mile course because they were walking and their their time was not going to be able to you know fall within the time limit of the course yeah but they did at least get the the seven mile finish and they gave her the uh half marathon finishers medal even though she didn't finish it and I was just proud of her for even showing up Mm. because I couldn't imagine that would be that would be tough yeah having having run a couple like 5k's in my third trimester Mm -hmm. and that is ridiculously tough yeah, I can't even begin to imagine attempting a half marathon. So yeah, and the one that's as hilly as run the bluegrasses. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so good for her. She at least showed up and and got half of it done. So um, we start, and again, it's twenty five degrees at the start of the race. I'm bundled up. Once you get moving, of course, the blood starts flowing. My fingers weren't burning as much anymore. And again, I can't say enough about the course. It is gorgeous. It's tough. It's the toughest race I'll probably ever do, but it is so pretty. And again, 
being from Kentucky, it always makes me like a little bit emotional when I run that course, just because I'm like, think of how lucky you are to have grown up and got to see this. And, you know, you get to see these farms and the beautiful horses running around. And it's just so, 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 so pretty. And the course support is awesome. The race director is awesome. The communication that they have with you, not only through email, the website, the app, Facebook, Twitter, everything. They always try to let you know every little thing that's going on with the race so that you're as prepared as you can be. And if anything changes, they do their best to get that information to you as soon as they can. So the race itself, super well managed, beautiful course, tough course. And the first five miles for me flew by. Um, just I was feeling good actually my fastest mile that I ran was the fifth mile and I went back and looked at my race report on the Nike app from last year same there um yes that is the most downhill part of the course but I'll (laughs) (laughs) and I went into it with kind of the same expectations that I've had in years past if I have to walk up the hills, that's fine. As long as I run the downhill and straight parts, I'm cool with that. I wanted to just finish sub three because I've never finished in less than three hours on this particular course. And I thought that would be great. That's what I went out with. I had my little pace band ready to go. Like I said, I'm on track. First five miles, feeling good. Cold, but feeling good. Mile six, I start to struggle a little bit because this is when you're kind of starting more of the incline of the course it's all up and down up and down up and down but overall you're starting to gain more elevation in the second part of the race and I'm following my same fueling strategy taking water or the energy drink sword that they offer at each stop that they offer it I'm eating my goose like I have in all my races past and um, I'm just feeling tired just starting to feel like I don't have a lot of gas left in the tank and I'm starting to feel again that tightness in the back of my legs my hamstrings and my glutes Um, I get to mile seven and I almost start to feel like I'm having an asthma attack and it's something that I hadn't struggled with in so long that I really had kind of pushed it out of my mind you know, ever since I went through the whole exercise-induced asthma thing and using my inhaler, I had done so much better that I didn't really think about it. But I had just come from the beach where the temperatures were 60 and 70 degrees, mm-hmm. and I had done my long runs outside for the past few weeks leading up to the race. Race morning, it's 25 degrees, and it's a lot harder on your lungs and I think it was just the cold weather and that temperature change that really got to me so I was like okay I need to slow down I need to walk because if I don't kind of take a breather right now I might not be breathing at all (laughs) so thankfully you know I didn't have any kind of severe reaction just that tightness in the chest the feeling like almost like your tongue is swelling and I know that sounds weird but it's just like your airway is not big enough to get the air in that you need yeah so I just slowed down try to slow my breathing and just tried to focus on regaining that control you know not feeling like the breathing was controlling me but that I was controlling the breathing so 
finally got that back under wraps, but it wasn't until about mile eight and a half. And all the way up until this point, I had been doing good. I was on track to finish in under three hours. But where I really had to stop and walk for that mile and a half, that set me right at three miles or right at three hours, excuse me. And if you've listened to the race recap for this race in the past, you know that mile nine is the worst because that is where you have like straight up and downhill with a hairpin turn. And one of the things that Run the Bluegrass did this year that's been different than uh, races in the past is they decided to partner up with um, Meg's Miles. And a lot of you are probably familiar with this because they had the thing in 2014 where like you should go out and run and log your miles for Meg with the hashtag Meg's Miles, that kind of thing. Um, She was a mother of three that was out training for the Boston Marathon and was hit and killed by uh, an intoxicated driver and so they started this campaign to kind of not only put the awareness out there of not drinking and driving or texted and while driving any kind of distracted driving but also just kind of runner safety mm-hmm. so they decided to dedicate mile nine to meg and they brought in the big like running shoe tree if you've ever been to a race where they have this monument Meg's Miles monument it almost looks like a Christmas tree a huge Christmas tree but it's of all kinds of sneakers that people bring in from that race participants of that particular race and they build this monument to her at each of these different races they go to all around the country so when I got to mile nine I'm feeling exhausted my stupid exercise induced asthma had just kicked my butt for the last mile and a half and then I see this monument and I lost it Aww. I'm sure I'm like a crazy person but I'm like bawling crying and I'm like you're so lucky you're out here <laughs> like you're still able to do this and there's so many people who can't and it's so beautiful and even if you feel like crap and even if you can't breathe you're out here doing this and you should be a pretty like this is the inner dialogue that I'm having you know yeah and like I said I'm already a little bit emotional at this race just because I'm always very thankful that I get to go home and do these races and take in what my state has to offer. And so all that just kind of culminated at Milan and I'm trucking it up this ridiculous hill. And same time on my playlist, um, the new Mumford and Sons song come on comes on Believe. Oh my god. It like I said, it was the perfect storm. I was just <laughs> So I make it to the top of the hill. I'm like pulling the snot away with my gloves and trying to see. And my face is feeling frozen and wind burned at this point. But I'm like, you know what? Just do what you can do. Walk what you have to. Run what you can. And that's the way I finished the race. It was a lot slower than I wanted it to be. It actually turned out being my slowest half marathon ever. Um, I finished according to my GPS in 316. My chip time was 318, but I'm glad that I did it. I'm always glad that I did it. I'm thankful that I didn't have any kind of injury. Of course, I didn't have any intestinal distress. I didn't have any of the other stuff that that could have gone on. Um, And in fact, it was a tough race even for 
the friend of mine that I always run it with every year, she usually finishes in a ridiculous time. Like she was hoping this year to finish sub two. She ended up finishing in like three oh two because wow. when a muscle in her leg and her foot cramped up to where she couldn't run for like the last three or four miles of the race, she just had to walk it. So it was it was definitely a challenge this year, and. I don't know if I could say it was one thing. You know, I feel like I I did the training runs, but they were inside on the treadmill, and I wasn't as prepared, I guess, as I could have been for the elements. Because anybody who has done the majority of the running on a treadmill knows it's not the same as actually yeah. getting out there and hitting the pavement. So that was a difference this year. The colder temperature coming from warmer temperature was a difference this year. But overall... Like I said, glad that I did it. As far as my shoes and gear were concerned, everything went great. I didn't have any kind of issues with any blisters or toes, foot, you know, any kind of rubbing that hurt anywhere. Um, any, just, any problems afterward with your hamstrings or your glutes or anything? No. Um, again, like I said, they felt tight during the race. Yep. But afterwards, I got in the car and I drove all the way back to the beach. So I was in the car for nine hours and I rolled them out real good with the stick before I went to bed and took some Aleve just kind of, you know, preemptively. And honestly, I wasn't even that sore. So I think it was just, you know, just it wasn't my day. It wasn't my day for a good time. But super thankful that I finished the race super thankful that I got to participate in the race definitely one I'll do again in the future and now I've got three weeks until my next half marathon which will be up in Louisville so that's that's kind of the run the bluegrass this year I'm hoping I'm hoping because the very first year I did it the temperature was fine weather was great I ran in short sleeves and capris (laughs) last year it was sleet and freezing rain and then this year it was just sub-freezing temperatures um once I finished the race and I was talking to my friend when we met back up at the car I literally felt like a drunk person slurring their words but it was because my face was like frozen and I (laughs) couldn't enunciate the way that I wanted to I was like oh my tongue is like frozen in my mouth right now but again overall beautiful race I've actually posted a link to the video that the Meg's Miles runners put together from Run the Bluegrass. I'm sure we can maybe put that in our show notes. Absolutely. And and if you want to get a feel for what the course looks like, um, kind of the elevation and the preparation that goes into it, definitely click that video and watch it. And there's been several other runners this year that have like the GoPro um, to where they made a condensed video of the course and all this stuff leading up to it, they had a lot more options of like um, pre-dinners, post-dinners, different tours of places around Lexington and along the Bourbon Trail uh, going into the race this year. So it it's really grown in the past three years, and I'm sure it'll just continue to do that because they do such an awesome job at putting on this race. So even if something like the weather doesn't cooperate, it doesn't necessarily take away from the overall race experience. I mean, here I am. I had the slowest freaking half marathon time I've ever had. And I'm still like, I love it so much. (laughs) 
You are a trooper, Katie, because every time you describe this race, and I've seen the elevation charts, and to me it's it's very comparable to the Great Bay half that we have in Newington, uh, not Newington, mm-hmm. Newmarket. Um, and that's one that I am still not willing to do. Um, yeah. It's next weekend, so I couldn't do it if I wanted to, but I I know, like, it's just, I've run those hills. You know, I've run them in training during my marathon training, and maybe last year during marathon training, maybe I, I, I could have done it, but I didn't because there were other races I was doing. Right. But, um, I mean, it, granted, it's clearly not as scenic at all as run the bluegrass. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly in the woods, some marshy, you know, um, areas to look at. But, I mean, it's not particularly scenic it's but it's very hilly and mostly uphills <laughs> you know this yeah. it, it seems like when you're in those hilly races you're more going uphill with a, a little occasionally you'll go down a little bit and then um, right back up again <laughs> so um, and it's steep you know lots of like oh, going yeah. uphill for a long period of time so that that's what I picture when you tell me about run the bluegrass so um, I'm always interested to hear your race recaps and, and and how much you enjoy it and how you keep coming back. And I'm intrigued by this because what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I'm a glutton for punishment. It's awful. <laughs> but, but honestly, it's one of the only races, and their whole tagline is America's prettiest half marathon. Right. And I honestly think they are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> granted, I've not done a race in every state, but... You've run some pretty races. Yeah, and in different places, and it's just so, so beautiful, and I have never, ever, ever seen as many people stop in the middle of their run to, like, have a photo op, or (laughs) make a video of the beautiful thoroughbreds running along the fence as we run by. Like, I saw one guy this year, no joke, he had his, like, giant cannon camera with the big giant lens Mm -hmm. and everything on it, and he's taking, like, professional pictures of the horses. while he was running? Yes, he was a participant in the run. He wasn't just like a photographer out on the course. So, I mean, that goes to show you just how many different beautiful things you kind of have to look at throughout the course of this race. It's not just like miles one through three are nice and the rest of it sucks. It's the whole time you've got different things to look at from big, beautiful old farmhouses to, you know, being at the top of the hill and looking down throughout the valley to then going through different horse farms and having the thoroughbreds really run alongside you as you go down this, down this road on your way to the finish line. So beautiful race. If it's one that you've contemplated doing for a while or are interested in doing maybe next year, I can't recommend it enough. It's awesome. And the people that put it together for you do a wonderful job. So definitely, definitely put it on your list of ones to do. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. It's tough. But I think you'll be glad that you did it. And we had the very first uh, wheelchair athlete participate this year. And, you know, if we think, again, here I am being like the mushy, emotional person, but like if you think running up a hill is hard imagine what it's like having to push yourself up those hills in a wheelchair oh yeah i'd much rather run up a hill than bike i can't even imagine doing a wheelchair yeah and he did it completely on his own so amazing amazing job so overall like i said glad i did it crappy time but i'll be (laughs) back for more (laughs) 
Well, I would say on my bucket list, I'd rather do the Kentucky Derby Festival mini marathon, which you're, that's your next race, isn't it? That is my next race. Yeah. Like I said, I've got three weeks, so I've got kind of the three weeks leading up to race day that I'm redoing from my training plan um, going into it. And that's another gorgeous one because you get to see a lot of the really cool mm. Kentucky landmarks, yeah. the Louisville Slug Museum. You get to run in and through Churchill Downs where they have the Kentucky Derby every year and you finish right there along the river downtown. So that will be one that we should do together. Yes, I am sold on that one already. That one is on my bucket list. I don't know what year I'll, I will get to it, um, mm-hmm. but hopefully next spring with there any we luck. Go. Um, maybe for the full marathon, maybe for the half, who knows, <laughs> right. but, um, but yeah, I'd love to do that. That sounds so cool. So, um, so your plan this week going into training, are you going to be taking it easy or are you, um, just going right into what third week before race? Well, I've kind of taken it easy this week, <laughs> what I had left of my spring break. Um, so going into this week let me just find my little marker here I've got um three miles tomorrow four miles Tuesday four miles Thursday and then a long run on Saturday of eight miles Mm -hmm. um and then next week it kind of goes down again just because you know you're getting ready to do the next race um so the long run is only seven miles next Saturday but I think because this one is much flatter <laughs> and like I said, I was on pace to, to have a sub three up until mile seven, seven and a half when I had the lovely little asthma experience. Um, I think I'll, I'll feel fine going into the Kentucky Derby mini. Bring so your, bring your crossed. inhaler. Yes. And it was in the car. I, but it doesn't do me a whole lot of good in the car yeah, until maybe, I get back to it. Maybe so. in your race belt this time. Yes. Yeah, that that will definitely be where it's located this time, but I've already looked at the weather. And again, I know you can't look at anything but 10 days out, but it's supposed to be in the 60s and 70s in Louisville for the next two weeks. So, fingers crossed, it will be around the same temperatures when I'm up there in three weeks. Great. Well, awesome. I can't wait to hear how your training goes for this next week and then later on about the um, Kentucky Derby Festival mini marathon. And great job on Run the Bluegrass again. You just keep keep on hammering out those hills. I'm I'm impressed. (laughs) Keep on punishing myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you girls ready for Run a Girl Recommends? Yes. I am. All right. Okay. All right, Megan, what is your runner girl recommend this week? My recommend is Insanity T25 because I have been doing it and I really am happy with it and like it a lot. And it's only 25 minutes, which I know for me is a big plus because I've been, we've been getting together after work to do it and we just do it and then we go home. Okay, so what are the benefits of Insanity over some other, um, like, strength training program? Like, I do, like, um, you know, isolated strength training, body weight exercises at at home. What's the benefit of doing Insanity? Number one, Shanti is really hot. Is that (laughs) the instructor person? Yes. Okay. Number two. Can I just look at a picture of him while I do my easy workout? (laughs) Um, 
Number two, it's different. Like, I don't... It has a variety of exercises, like mountain climbers and stuff. And it's set up that you're... It's not the same workout every time. So they have, like, five different workouts you do. Mm -hmm. Like, one is total body circuit. One is lower focus, which focuses on the legs. One is speed, which works on speed. One is ab stuff. And one is cardio. Nice. So I like that it changes it up. Mm-hmm. I like that they're showing you while you're doing it. So that always benefits. I wouldn't go, say, pay full price for it. I know it's available <laughs> on Craigslist. I know there are also other avenues to find workout videos that are maybe not as legal. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a hint, hint, nudge, nudge in there? I mean, I, if you know what you're doing, then I'm sure we're, you can get it. We're not advocating for that, but... No, I didn't say go do it. You're saying that it's um, widely available. Yes, it is widely available if you know in which places to look. Okay. <laughs> but you're, you're enjoying it. Yes, I am. And I don't know if part of me is that I have, part of that for me is that I have people to do it with. So that helps. Right. Like my assistant principal is doing it with us, Katie. Oh, wow. Yeah. He comes out and does it with us. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's, some days he's like running or some days he's busy or our time doesn't work, but yeah. Yeah. So so that speaks volumes if you can get that many people involved after work. Yes. And it's, I really like the only 25 minutes and there's a countdown. They show you how to do it, which I know, um, the one first day we did ab intervals, we thought Mm -hmm. it didn't work our abs enough. So we pulled out like a fitness blender video and quickly discovered that it did work our abs because we tried (laughs) that one and that was pretty miserable. So, I mean, if you are into insanity or you like Shanti or that's kind of your thing, I strongly suggest it. And the 25 minutes is just as beneficial as if you were doing it for 45 minutes or longer. Yeah. Well, if you're doing it five times a week, that adds up to over two hours. So that's significant. Yeah. Well, insanity, you do five days a week too. Yeah. So regular insanity. But the 25 minutes is good cardio and it's good strengthening. Yeah. It's not just cardio. Like, you, you do strengthen your muscles. Awesome. And build muscle. So. Well, I am interested. Um, but at the same time, not at all going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I'm trying to keep everything um, aerobic and not anaerobic right now. And I, and I have a feeling that would get my heart rate up a bit higher than what I would want. And I yes, have right. no... I have no sugar in my muscles. Um, So I don't think I could hold up, honestly. I feel like that would be intense. Um, But that sounds like an awesome, awesome workout that I probably would try at some point in the future. So um, awesome recommend. So check out Insanity T25 if you're looking to um, switch up your workout routine. Um, my recommend this week is for anybody who's interested in learning how to swim. Um, as I said, I've been learning. Um, I've, you know, I always thought, oh, I know how to swim. I can swim. Like, I can swim across a lake. No problem. But that would be, like, almost all on my back or breaststroke. Um, just basically 
taking my time dilly-dallying getting across the lake. I wouldn't drown. Um, I'm comfortable not dying, but I don't know how to actually swim as in swimming in a race like I would need to do in a triathlon. So I've been learning how to swim um, freestyle. And there's a specific program that is sort of like, um, it's like a couch to 5K is, but for swimming, and it's to teach you to swim up to a mile. So it's called 0 to 1650 in six weeks. And there's also an app for iOS and an app for Android, which will include the links to both in the show notes. But it's basically just um, teaching you, like, just like couch to 5k like you would swim um, a certain number of yards and then you would rest and then swim another number of yards and it depends on which day of the workout you're on it starts with four sets of 100 yards which for me I don't know if you remember when I was talking about the beginning of the podcast tonight I can only swim 25 yards at a time so I have to actually work up my endurance to get to the the um zero to sixteen fifty program. I couldn't even get to a hundred yards in, in one go. Um, but one of the things that I've been focusing on is slowing down, which is something that you learn when you're in running. Um, if you go slow enough, then you can run for longer before you need to stop. Um, okay. and so that's what I've been working on with swimming is just keeping my pace nice and easy and aerobic. And, um, this is a great training program to help get you to swimming a full mile without stopping, which, you know, um, in the sprint triathlon that I'm doing in the fall, the full distance of the swim is only a third of a mile. And they tell you to train up to double of the distance that you're doing. So like if you're going to race a 5k race, you want to be able to run ideally five or six miles in training before you actually race a 5k. Um, and, and so the same goes, for swimming, you want to do double the distance, and uh, and for the bike, you want to do double the distance in training, and that way the race distance will actually feel maybe not easy but doable, you know. Um, and 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 I think that kind of stops when you get to, you know, when you're doing long endurance events like half marathons and marathons, we don't go, you know, double the distance in that in that aspect, no. <laughs> but for shorter distances, it applies. So it, it's kind of a, it's in a, I guess it's a little antithetical to what we do as endurance runners, as half marathon runners. But yeah, this is a great program to check to check out if you are interested in learning to swim, and um, maybe I'll also include a link to some um, freestyle specific YouTube videos because actually swimming freestyle is tricky. <laughs> That's the thing. When I was learning to swim, and thankfully I feel like I've got the breathing down now, but that was the hardest part because when you're running, you can always just stop. You can always breathe. Like, when you're underwater, you can't just (laughs) take a breath. Um, And so that's the tricky thing is, like, learning how to breathe while continuing your swim and turning your head to the side and breathing and I guess if I could just quickly share a quick swimming tip, and this is going to be obvious to anybody who knows how to swim, but to people who are learning to swim is not so obvious. Um, The biggest 
help that I have um, learned so far is that you need to exhale when you are going under the water. Um, I've always just held my breath underwater, um, but that's not what you do because if you hold your breath underwater, when you come up, you're going to exhale, but then it's time to go back down again. So you need to exhale going under the water, and then when you come up, then you inhale because you can't inhale when you're under the water. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> So these are obvious things that have um, not been so obvious to me in my learning, but I'm, I'm getting better and I can now do um, 100 to 150 yards without stopping. So it's getting better and I'm liking it more than the biking anyway. But anyway, 0 to 1650 in six weeks if you want to learn how to swim. So Katie, what is your recommend? My recommend is also about working out. We have a consistent theme tonight. Um, mine is a Planet Fitness Gym membership. Now, I've had gym memberships in the past to like local gyms. Uh, of course, Planet Fitness is a franchise. But for me, while I loved what the gyms offers, sometimes they were just too expensive. You know, I mean, anywhere from 30 to $40 a month and for somebody on a teacher's salary, that's 30 and $40 that you could be putting towards something else. Mm. So this winter, Planet Fitness had just opened up several new locations here at the beach. Um, really, there's about three that are probably within 10 miles from me, so that makes it really nice. And they were running a special where you could sign up for a dollar because that's where a lot of gyms will get you. If you are not paying very much per month you might have to pay anywhere from 60 70 onwards of a hundred dollars to sign up and then have some kind of annual membership fee at planet fitness one dollar sign up and then you get your choice of two different memberships you can do the regular old membership which is 10 bucks a month or you can do the black card membership which is 19.99 a month with the regular membership you pick one home gym and you go there and you get pretty much anything that your one home gym offers and then if you have the black card membership you are basically gaining access to any planet fitness gym anywhere in the country so if you travel a lot maybe that's something that you could look into because it'd be more beneficial to you me I was just looking at some kind of money saving option that would give me access to a treadmill because like I said I do most of like my weight training exercises here at home but now, if I want to do something to switch it up, I have the option on top of having access to a lot more cardio equipment, treadmills, ellipticals, bikes. And even though they're pretty busy most of the time, I've never had to wait to use a piece of equipment. Um, the worst part about it is just find a parking spot because the parking <laughs> lot seems to be too small for the building. Yeah. But I've not ever had to wait to use a piece of equipment. And while I'm not some kind of huge gym person, um, and if you are, maybe it's not your kind of style. You know, I'm sure you've all seen the commercials where they're like, lunk alarm, we don't want those kind of people in our gym. But it, it just seems to be a little more low key, a little more laid back, go in, do whatever you want and leave. So I've enjoyed it. Like I said, I just really use it for the treadmill, but I enjoy having that option. And the amount of equipment that they have has always been sufficient to me. Um, they don't necessarily offer group fitness classes or any of that kind of stuff. So if that's more your style, 
not the way to go. But if you just want to do stuff on your own and have access to that stuff, then definitely check out Planet Fitness because it's a great price for what they do offer. Yeah, that's actually the gym that I go to. Yeah. Um, I've been a member of Planet Fitness for I don't know how many years now. Um, and this is not my first membership there <laughs> also. Um, but I just wanted to clarify um, between the regular and the black card membership, the regular membership that's $10 a month, um, so you get access to the exercise machines such as the um, cardio equipment, the weightlifting. Um, the, my gym in um, Dover has a 30-minute um, circuit workout room, which I've never gone into because I don't know what they do in there. <laughs> but um, but but I did want to clarify, you did say um, the 1999 membership um, or the $10 a month membership gives you access to everything that your gym offers. Well, that's not exactly accurate, at least with my gym, because we also have tanning and massage chairs. And we do not get those with the regular membership. Those are only with the black card. So right. I just wanted yeah. to clarify because I have had the um, black card membership in the past specifically for the tanning purposes. But, you know, being that I run, at least last year, running more in the summer, I didn't really need the tanning membership. I got tan plenty enough on my own outside. Um, but yeah, even, even at $20 a month, still a bargain. And I know a lot of people can be critical of Planet Fitness um, because they don't have, they don't really um, encourage the free weights as much as the weights machine. And I know weights aren't really your focus, Katie. Right. Um, but I, I enjoy Planet Fitness. I think that they are, you know, accepting of pretty much anybody. They mm -hmm. are um, a really open, welcome place. And um, even though they, they don't encourage and really specifically teach you to use the free weights, they do have them available. They have dumbbells and they have um, Smith machines for um, like things like squats and deadlifts and barbells, which took me a while to figure out how to use them there. But, um, but yeah, you can really do any kind of work out there that you're into. Yeah, and I've seen the same thing at my gym, Sue. Like, there's not a whole lot of people that get into the free weights or the barbells, but there certainly have been at least, you know, a small group of people doing that sure. each time I've been there. So it's not like it's discouraged. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, they want to open it up to a wider population, and the majority of people are probably going to be more comfortable with the machines. But yeah. I've liked it so far. Yeah, I have too. I love Planet Fitness. Even though I don't go very often, I'm not canceling my membership soon because at some point I'm going to want to lift again. And I do not have any space for weights here. So, um, yeah, I agree. Planet Fitness is a great recommend. Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. So this week's Runner Girl of the Week is Lindsay from Indiana. And this was a run that was just a little over a mile, 1.25 miles. And her description is hashtag running streak, day 10, short and slow, wanted to go slower, but it's hard. Why is that so? Picking up my race packet today for tomorrow, nervous about my first 10K. So I just loved everything about this because I can relate. 
Um, she's on day 10 of her running streak, and she's trying to go slow, but she's having a hard time going slower. And I've been there, like, right now, um, because I, I got so much faster last year than I had been. And granted, still slow, <laughs> but faster than I had been. Um, my leg turnover has increased, so it's hard for me to run slower than I used to, even though I have to. Um, so I related to that, and then she also said that she was picking up her race packet for her first 10K, and um, I'm just, I thought that was great, and I'm excited for her running her first 10K race, and I just wanted to wish her good luck. So thanks for sharing your run, Lindsay, and I hope you nailed your first 10K race. So for those who are interested, we choose our runner girl or guy of the week from our Daily Mile feeds. If you'd like to friend us on Daily Mile and possibly be a future runner girl of the week, all of our links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. Up next, we have feedback. So we got to post our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast from Jennifer. And she says, I wanted to share that I almost broke sub 30 during my 5K race this last Saturday. 30.02. Oh, so close. <laughs> oh. The runner girl's theory of running more cuts down your 5K time really is true and amazing. My first 5K was 32.20 in October 2014, and then I started training for my first half marathon end of January. My February 5K time was 31.55, and I'm so close to break sub-30. I cannot wait to hear the next podcast, especially since it's suddenly shorts and t-shirt running weather in Minnesota. <laughs> Finally, right? <laughs> well, that that's so great, Jennifer. I'm happy to hear about your progress and that running more is working well for you. And keep us updated on your next 5K and let us know when you go uh, under 30 minutes. Our next bit of feedback is a comment on our website at runnergirlspodcast.com, and that's from Heather, and she says, I just wanted to say thanks for the recommends. I ordered my first Erin Condren Life Planner based on your recommendations, and I absolutely love it. I can't figure out how I got along without it for so long. So, you're welcome, Heather, and thank you to you girls for recommending them. Yeah, the they're show. awesome. <laughs> I still use mine all the time, every day. Yeah. Um, I go through phases where I use mine less than other times. Um, now that I'm running again and, um, you know, swimming and biking, I'm using it more because suddenly I have more things that I need to schedule and figure out how the heck am I going to fit everything in. So it's really coming in handy for that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're pretty. And I love that they have the interchangeable covers now and all the snap in to-do lists and meal planners and they're really uh customizing things so i don't mean to like promote them because they're not sponsoring us or anything but <laughs> i do like to want to <laughs> i do like to recommend products that we enjoy so i'm yes. glad uh our listeners can appreciate that so our last little bit of feedback for tonight comes in the form of an email from Gabriella to runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. And Gabriella writes, Hello, ladies. I hope that your training and recovery goes well during the Aurora dream of the podcast. I write now to tell you about the single most awesome race that I have ever run. The course was about three and a half kilometers which is right around two miles uh, long, and most of it was 30 meters underground. 
It was held in a cellar system, which was originally a limestone mine from the 13th to 19th centuries, and later it became a cellar of a big beer brewery. During the World War II, airplanes were made here. The race was the coolest I have ever been to. The course had many bends and turns, and at some points there were audio and light displays. I have attached pictures. I hope we listeners can enjoy a new show soon. Kind regards, Gabriella from Budapest, Hungary. And these pictures look amazing. I'm always up for like kind of the the interesting or different race and I don't have any plans of going to Hungary anytime soon, unfortunately. But if I did, this would be a race that I would definitely want to do because, number one, I'm a history nerd. But number two, to combine running and history, I mean, that's me written all over it. (laughs) This is so cool, and I'm so glad that Gabriella wrote in to let us know about it. Yeah, I love the idea of an underground race. Right? On one hand, it really freaks me out because I have, like, this whole claustrophobia thing going on. <laughs> but um but there was another one was it okay Tammy uh ran the um Lincoln Tunnel right. race that's like through the Lincoln and that is freaky but then also there's the Detroit Free Press marathon and half marathon that also has a portion that's through a tunnel and underground and I'm just like looking at it like and looking at these pictures like on one hand, it looks like you're just kind of like walking through a building or something, but you're actually running a race. And knowing that it's underground is the part that freaks me out. But on the other hand, it's like it's so different from any other race that you've done. Yeah. So that is super cool. So thanks for sharing that with us, Gabriella. And we will we'll definitely include those pictures in our show notes so people can check it out. So that is it for the feedback. Um, I want to say... You may have noticed there have been no new Runner Girls Hotline episodes, and that's because although our hotline number is working, apparently, you can call it and leave a message. We won't get that message. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm really, really frustrated. Um, I tried to contact the company that we originally um, signed up for this voicemail service with and have not heard anything from them. I think that maybe their servers are down like for whatever reason the voicemail number works but the um the email system doesn't so we don't get the emails from them with the voicemail messages and i don't think the emails that we send to them are getting to them so i'm not sure what happened there um i recently set up a new google voice number but i have yet to figure out how to actually set up the voicemail line so when i do we will have a new run a girl's hotline number for people to call i want to apologize to you too katie because i know that you were calling in some of your training runs right marathon, (laughs) and i was hoping to share those with listeners and was really disappointed that we couldn't i i had no way to get a hold of those voicemails Right. So, I mean, all I could say is you could call me and leave a, <laughs> a message telling me about your run. But, uh, but yeah, I don't want to give, you know, the public my phone number. Right. So, yeah. um, so as soon as we get the Google Voice number all figured out, we will have a new Runner Girls hotline number. But in the meantime, you can email us or, um, you know, leave us a message on Facebook or on our website. And if you want to send us a uh, um an audio file we will be happy to include that on our future runner girls hotline episode you can email those to us as well if you know how 
And our email address is runagirlspodcast at gmail.com. And oh, this is exciting. Also, we have, we now have Runner Girls tech shirts available for sale. So Yay. the long promised Runner Girls tech, tech tees, I, we actually had to order a bunch of them in order to get just a few to send out to our charity challenge winners, Tammy and Catherine. So we do have extras available. We have a limited number available in sizes small medium, large, and extra large. We actually only have one extra large available, so if you think you're an extra large and you want one, email us right away and let us know because there's only one available. But the price for those will be um, $20, which will include um, price of the shirt, which is $15, and then $5 shipping in the U.S. If you are overseas and would like to buy a shirt, that is also possible. It will be $15 plus whatever the cost is to ship to where you are. So just email us and let us know if you are interested. I'm still working on getting the links up on the website. I failed at that as well. But you can email us, runagirlspodcasts at gmail.com, and we can accept payments through PayPal if you want a shirt. So without further ado, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us tonight? I do. And I think it fits one for the way I feel about you girls and the way the podcast functions for a lot of people. And so the quote is, one of the most beautiful qualities of true friendship is to understand and to be understood. Aww. And that's from Lucius Aeneas Seneca. Aww. You're going to make me all emotional again, <laughs> Megan. I know, right? <laughs> that's a really good one. I like that. I was just thinking about how excited I was to have you girls back to talk about running with because you get it yes yeah most people just call us crazy but we get it <laughs> I agree I think that that's a perfect quote for the um, return of the podcast because I've missed you girls and hearing your voices on the line tonight it's just like ah yes we're back and we're doing it <laughs> and I have my girls <laughs> And, and yeah, being able to understand each other and, um, you know, understanding, understanding what we have to go through on a daily basis and our running journeys and our fitness journeys and everything in between. Um, it's all part of the package. So that, so that's a great quote. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. (laughs) Awesome. That's it for episode 58 of season three. Join us next time when we talk to Jeffrey James Binney from the ultra running film Once is Enough. If you have any comments, email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, comment at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.